you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. We've got to get past week-to-week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure. That is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. Gentry told me I had to tell y'all that, so that's why I told y'all that. <laughs> We're having a good time there. Amen. I I really uh, have, after Pastor asked me to speak tonight, I began to feel something in the Holy Ghost, and I believe that the Lord is going to speak to us. I want to read from the ninth chapter of Mark, and I want to talk about this, if you can only believe, if you can only believe, Mark chapter 9, very familiar portion if you've been in church at any length of time, Mark 9 verse 23, Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, but help or help my 
Amen. You can be seated. I think that this portion of Scripture resonates with all of us because we are all believers. We all come to the presence of God. When you think about the Word of God, you think about faith. And the Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please Him. And we have to believe before we can ever get to God. So whenever you think about it like that, faith plays a very important part of our life, even getting to the point of salvation, even acknowledging God and coming before His throne and beginning to cry out, Lord, forgive me of my sins. It takes faith to get there. And when I began to look in the Word of God, it's very interesting because it talks about this one has little faith. Then it talks about this one having great faith. And the story I read, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And then he says, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. So whenever you begin to study and to look into the text of Scripture, you begin to find that people that are touched by God has faith in their life. And too many times we as Christians, apostolics, we look at one another, do you really have enough faith to get to where you need to be in God? And it, it creates this cloud amongst us. And it begins to categorize people. Well, they got their need met because they had great faith. But think about it tonight. Whenever the woman comes before Jesus, breaks the alabaster box, the church is present with him, and she has done nothing great to that point to prove her faith in God. But yet it was just a little instance that said, if I can get to him and worship him, I know what he will do in my life. And so it begins to turn the picture in her life. And the Lord tells that she has great faith. And so many times we look into the word of God. And so it brings me to the conclusion that faith is not generally the problem with people getting their prayers answered from God. Faith gets me to the house of God. Faith gets me to praying. Faith gets me to the place where I can lift my hands and begin to believe that all things are possible with God. Now the enemy of our soul wants us to think that faith is the problem in our life. But if you did not believe in God, you would not be here today. If there was not a portion of faith in your life that had already risen up and said, I'm going to the house of God because I need strength, you wouldn't be here tonight. But there was something in you that said, I know what faith can do. Faith can get me to a place where there's hope and there's healing and there's deliverance and there's power. Faith will get me to a place of Hebrews the 11th chapter. Now 
faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. I'm here to tell you that it just takes a little bit of faith to crawl out of the darkness of the night and to walk into the presence of God and say, Lord, I may be weak, but yet I'm strong in you, and I'm going to begin to worship you. Hell may raise their voice and say, God ain't going to answer your prayer, but I'm here to tell you tonight just a little bit of faith will begin to move mountains in your life. Just a little bit of faith will get you so close to the hem of God that God will begin to let heaven respond to the very cry of your spirit. Does anybody tonight have a little bit of faith that says, hey, while they're just sitting around the table, I'm going to take an alabaster box and I'm going to break it over the feet of Jesus and I'm going to worship him because I've got a need in my life. Think about it with me for a moment because in this instance she is moving from a place probably of pagan worship but she is moving into a gathering where people are gathered around as supposed to have great faith in what the Lord is doing. But when she does just a little, little thing to worship the Lord, he begins to tell them that she has done this for my burial and all of this, and her faith is great. While they're sitting at the table and they're worshiping the king, I'm here to tell you tonight, you may not have a lot to offer God, but when you begin to step before him, it may just be a little bit, it may just be a little faith, but I believe that God looks at that and says, my, 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 that's the greatest faith I've ever seen. I believe that somebody tonight is about to get some prayers answered in the next days of their life. I believe that God can roll back the curtains of heaven and begin to heal and to deliver your family. And you've been saying, Lord, I don't have as much faith as this one, but I'm going to take my faith and walk into the house of God and I'm going to worship you like I've never worshipped you before. Come on, somebody. If we can only believe right now, there's no telling what God will do on a Wednesday night in this house right here in this present time. In fact, Jesus said it like this. If ye have faith as the grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence from yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. A little mustard seed. That's great faith because look at all the wonders it does. But it was just a start of something little. What God has sent me to tell you tonight, it don't take you having mountains to achieve the great things of God. 
all that it takes is one simple baby step in the house of God and said, Lord, I'm believing right now. I know what you can do. I know what you can do, not only in others' lives, but in my life right now, in this place, anything can happen in the presence of the Lord. I just want to encourage somebody because your faith may be little, but you don't realize what a giant you really are in the house of God. You may say, well, I've not accomplished the accolades of the Word of God. I don't know how to dot the I's and cross the T's. I don't know how to give a long verse and to put this one together with that one. God's not looking for that. All God's looking is for somebody to say, Lord, I believe right now. I believe that in my life you can do a miracle. I believe that in my life you can overcome the obstacle. I believe that in my life you can do the great things that you want to do. So the question is tonight is why don't we get our prayers answered? Faith is not generally the problem with us getting our prayers answered. Faith moves us along. You look into the Hebrews 11 chapter by faith Abraham, by faith Noah, by faith Enoch. They all walk by faith, but there was something about their unwavering attitude and said, I'm going to keep walking with God until something miraculous takes place in my life. Noah did not get the ark overnight. It took 120 years of building and faith and believing God. It took a long time against all of the negative feedback that he was given. Abraham did not give Isaac, get Isaac overnight. It was a mistake and he got Ishmael and all of this happened. Where is your promise Abraham? But he just kept walking with God and hearing from God. I'm here to tell you that sometimes we've got to pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off and say I've made a mistake, but I'm going to walk by faith. I'm going to keep believing in you. I'm going to keep trusting in the hand of God. Come on, somebody. God is wanting to challenge you tonight. It's time just to keep walking. What are you doing, pastor? I'm just keeping walking. And you look at your pastor's family, and they're steadfast going forward. What is it? It's faith saying, I'm going to believe in God no matter what going to keep believing going to keep trusting going to keep knowing that God will do something special in my life so a little bit of faith that God will answer the prayer is enough to move a mountain but a problem that appears like a mountain sometimes becomes more that we see as the obstacle rather than God being the solution or the problem solver. The question is, why is not more prayers answered? 
the real culprit to the answer is this. It is doubt. When you begin to look into the Word of God, a lot of people have faith in their life. They keep walking with God because of their faith. But when doubt begins to take a hold of us, it begins to paralyze us. In moments that God really could achieve and work in our life, you look in the scripture and you begin to see where that Jesus fed the multitude with just a few loaves and fishes and the miracle was done and immediately the Lord sends them out onto that sea and that night the storms begin to rage and here comes Jesus walking to them on the water. The Bible said that they did not even consider the miracle anymore of the fish and the loaves. And when they saw Jesus, they said, we are seeing a spirit. And they began to cry out and notice that whenever Jesus reveals himself unto them, Peter begins to call out and says, If it's you, Lord, bid me to come unto thee, walking on the water. So what was he doing? He stepped out of the boat, and his faith just kept him up there. And he began to walk and notice whenever all of a sudden he begins to sink and Jesus rescues Peter from drowning after he had walked on the water. But notice what the Lord said. Immediately he stretched forth his hand and caught him and said, Oh thou little of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Jesus knew that his faith was there all along. But faith caused him to walk on the water. Faith caused us to come to the house of God. Faith caused us to lift our hands and begin to worship him. Faith caused us to begin to feel the miraculous move and the feeling of the spirit. Faith allowed us to get into the atmosphere. That's what was going on with Peter. Peter walked on the water because there was faith in his life. But notice when Peter saw the wind is when doubt began to set in. But my question is this, how do you see the wind? The wind is invisible. But what Peter really saw was the result of the wind. He saw the waves capsizing, knowing that the wind was boisterous. And the Lord is speaking to us tonight that in our walk with God, we begin to see the effects of everything going on around us. And the enemy begins to cause us to doubt in that moment what God is really doing in our life. But yes, it's been momentous. Yes, it's been powerful. Yes, the experience was real. But the wind.
wind is so great and the results of it. That's why sometimes when we're going through the storms of our life and we get the report from the doctor, even though we cannot see it, doubt begins to war against our spirit. Our faith keeps us planted in the house of God. But doubt begins to say, God's not going to do that for you. Doubt says, oh yeah, he blessed Pastor Jordan, but he's not going to deliver you from this. And that enemy begins to rise up. I've come to tell you tonight that the Lord said, if you can only believe that he will reach down into them waters and he will lift you again like you've never been lifted. Come on, somebody. God is in this house right now to touch you and to let you feel the power of his anointing. He's wanting somebody to say, I'm believing. I'm believing. But you're seeking, Peter. But I feel a hand. I feel a hand of God. I feel something I've trusted in all along. Come on. God's reaching for somebody to tell you tonight it's going to work in your life. In that moment, the hand of God reached down into Peter's life and begins to pull him up. And too many times we hear all of the things going on around us. We hear the noisome wind and the howling of it and doubt begins to set in. Peter's little faith was the thing that caused him to walk on water. And what I'm telling you tonight is the enemy is saying all you have is a little bit of faith. But that caused you to walk above the things that was trying to hamper you. That caused you to come into the presence of God. That's why Hebrews 11 and 6, without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that believe on coming to God must believe that he is. Come on somebody, you've already believed it. But the storm is trying to take the belief out of you. And God's saying, oh no, I'm going to reach into that storm. And I'm going to preserve my people. And if they believe on me, I'm going to bless them with a supernatural deliverance tonight. I want you to think with me how many times has our faith secured our relationship with God only for doubt to come into our vehicle and knock the wind out of us. How many times have we made it from Sunday to Sunday worshiping God and then Wednesday, all of a sudden, something happens uh, to try to set us back. And the enemy says, hey, God will do it for them, but he's not doing it for you. I'm telling somebody tonight, uh, that devil is a liar and the father of all lies. And God's telling you, you got to keep believing even though you have sunk in the storm. you got to lift your eyes back unto Jesus and know God is about to give me deliverance and healing like I've never had in my life before. 
think with me on this subject because when he takes his eyes off of the Lord, he begins to sink. And when he did, doubt settled in. And he must have begun to think it's impossible. But Jesus' words was this. When did you doubt? Doubt is the problem that many people have in their life. And for many, faith is not the issue. But doubt is. Thomas, we refer to him as the doubter. But faith brought him back to see the Lord. There was doubt in his life, but Thomas pushes his way even in the midst of his doubt and begins to touch the Lord. And when he does, he utters words, my Lord and my God, what I'm telling you tonight, our failure is not final. The things that come into our life to try to cripple us, they're not going to determine the race that we're running. The things that try to trip us up are not going to stop us from walking with God. There's great faith in this house. There's a great faith in this place. There's somebody tonight that's saying, God, I need more of you. I need your spirit. I need your power. And God's saying, if you can only believe, I'm going to come to you walking on the water. If you can only believe, I'll come to where you are, where your son is, where your daughter is. I will come to you in the midst of the storm. Why don't you just lift your hands all over this building? I feel a miracle in this place right now. Come on, I feel a miracle in this house right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, there is a miracle in this place right now. God's whispering in my ear. Tell them not to doubt but to believe. My God, come on somebody. There's a miracle in this place. Come on. Come on, somebody. Come on. I brought him to your disciples, Lord. And your disciples have not been able to help. And Jesus said, if you can only believe. And he said, I believe, Lord. But help thou my unbelief. What God's wanting to do right now. He's wanting to take every ounce of our unbelief away. And to get us into his presence right now. Where, Lord, doubt is not going to stop me anymore. I'm reaching for you. I'm reaching for your touch. I'm reaching for your hand. I'm reaching for your miracles. I'm reaching for what you desire to do in my life. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. I know it's Wednesday night. I know it's usually Bible study. But I feel the King of Kings has stepped into this room. And he's saying, who is it that's sinking in the water? Who is it that I need to touch right now? Who is it that the world is saying, you're not going to get more of God? Somebody in this house right now, God's saying, here I am. I'm reaching for you, Peter. Just come on, reach and grab a hold of me. And I'm going to pull you out of the moment. Why don't somebody lift your hands right now in this building?
Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place right now. Come on, God's in this house right now. He has stepped into this place right now. Come on, church. Come on, disciples. Come on, let's don't let all the Marys get them blessings. Let's push our way to the feet of the Master. But oh, I've got enough faith to be saved. That's not enough for me. I want to push my way through my doubt until I get into a place where Jesus can come and strip away all things that are keeping me. Is somebody in this house, is somebody saying, Lord, I've come believing, but help my unbelief. Take it away from me. Get me into a place where you and only you can do the work in this house. Why don't you stand right now? I just, I feel in this house right now that there's somebody. Come on, I just keep feeling it straight ahead of me. Somebody in this place right now, you, God's saying, I'm reaching for you. Where did you start doubting? Where did you start doubting? You've been walking toward me. Come on. There's a miracle. That don't mean you're lost. That don't mean you're going to hell. That don't mean that heaven's not your home. It just means in the storm that the enemy is trying to keep your miracle from becoming the full effect of what God is wanting to do in your life. I want somebody in this place right now, if you need a miracle from God and it's beyond what you can do, I wish that you would just come right now and say, God, here I am. Everything that's been hindering me, I want to get rid of it right now. And I need the miraculous of God. You're sick in your body. I want you to come. It don't mean that you're doubting. It's not what I'm saying. But sometimes it's overwhelming. Sometimes it just takes the breath out of us. Anybody ever been there? I have. I've had the doctor look at me and say, Brother Fuller, your wife's got cancer. I've had him look at me and come back out of the operating room and say, I don't understand it, Brother Fuller. When we went in there, her count was so high. But whenever I took it out, there's nothing wrong with her. Come on, you talking about a blow. You talking about the enemy saying, where's your God right now? Yeah, I still held on to God, but the doubt... The fear is what I'm preaching to somebody tonight. Your faith is not the problem right now. But too many times we're hit in the stomach and things overwhelm us. And the enemy comes in like a flood. But God's saying, oh no, I'm going to raise up a standard. I'm going to come in 
in the midst of your doubt and your darkest hour, and I'm going to prove to you who I am. I'm your Lord. I'm your Savior. There's more in this place. Come on, I wish the church family would begin to come around this house right now and begin to pray with one another. Come on, we all need the strength of the body. Come on, doubt. You gotta go right now. I believe you're not welcome anymore. You may come back. You may give me another run for my money, but I'm gonna keep on walking by faith.
Fuller for preaching his heart to us tonight. Amen. You know, it's easy. It's easy to believe and trust in things that, that we can see as we watch and see progress happen. But what requires faith are things that we cannot see. That's why faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. To have the faith to believe and trust. God's work in everything for our good when we cannot see the end from the beginning, but God sees the end from the beginning, and he's working it for our good. One more time, give him praise today. We honor you, Jesus. Oh, we praise your name. 